What up, fam? This is Dr. De Luna, and you are listening to Drop It Like It's Doc podcast. Today, I have on Dr. Garrick Ng. He is a phenomenal practitioner that I had the pleasure of going to medical school with, and he has one of the best clinics here in San Diego in La Jolla. And today, we talk all about how he showed up to the pandemic, how he grew his practice, things he learned along the way. And this episode is really all about empowering you to take control of your health and giving you some practical tools as to things to clean up your cellular environment and prevent any illness, any disease, any pandemic creature. Hello, Garrick. Hello, Ashley. Well, should I say Dr. Ng? Because we're both doctors now. We are. We are. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. (laughs) And I am so excited to have you on and to dive into this very juicy conversation that is ahead of us. Thank you. I'm hoping it'll be as juicy as you're hoping for. It will. I have no doubt in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I always start this podcast just by letting you know why I'm having you on. And for the listeners that don't know, Dr. Garrick and I fell in love in Nicaragua in that, you know, we went to medical school together and we were friends, but in Nicaragua, in a beautiful third world country on an island in the middle of nowhere, we really got to know each other and we got to see how we show up to very unique situations. And you always did with laughter, with play. I remember us riding around the island and our bikes breaking down and us somehow having to figure out how to get on a bus and make it back to get on a water trolley all the way back to mainland. And with that, you were just always so fun and easy to travel with and you are a genius oh yeah thank you you're welcome (laughs) you are and i love how in your medical practice you are just so open to share things that people need to know about but you do it with a scientific background versus me i just talk shit (laughs) yeah yeah i mean we talk shit too yeah i think (laughs) you're you're pretty smart yourself thank you thank you so much yeah we all have our different ways of uh expressing our our anger, I suppose. We do. Yeah. We do. But I always appreciate that you do, you know, dive into the literature and you do have that yeah. science-backed evidence for why you feel a certain way versus me. It's usually just passion ignited. And then sometimes the literature shows up later to align with my very strong beliefs. But I'm excited to weave the two together. Yeah. I guess it's kind of a, a kill em with kindness mm. approach. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. Eventually, they'll see. The truth will come out. The truth will set us all free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend, I would love to learn a little bit more about your journey to being a naturopathic doctor because we all have a story. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I was very fortunate. I was raised in a home where we practiced um, a very holistic style of health. Uh, My father is an MD, a practicing MD. He was in the emergency room for 10 years, switched to family practice, uh, grew a practice within the hospital, conventional, conventionally trained, pharmaceuticals, just um, superficial healthcare. He ended up meeting a colleague, switched him um, more towards the holistic path. He was able to cure his thyroid condition that way. And then he was like, this is what we need to do. Left the hospital, opened up his own practice. And um, honestly, they grew one of the largest Um, holistic um, integrative clinics in the country Mm -hmm. and so I got to grow up in that environment environment uh, raised that way in the household it's more than just a field of practice for me it's a way of life it's an outlook on life and um, 
Yeah, so I'm very fortunate in that way. And I also have uh, the best mentor in the world in my father. So all good things. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. And yeah. I feel like that's not the common place where someone is conventionally trained and then they move out of it. It's always inspiring to me when that does happen, but yeah. what a cool story. And then yeah. here you are, a naturopath. He's a genius. You yeah. just say, like, you throw that word around with me and I'm like, thank you. But he's a, <laughs> he's a genius. He really is. To mm -hmm. be able to um, switch like that and uh, to be able to not only switch, but then run with it and become one of the, the leading um, proponents. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that takes a lot because even for us being naturopathic doctors, my family didn't necessarily approve of it or mm -hmm. they didn't think that it was right or whatever. And being someone that was conventionally trained already being an MD and then switching over, I'm sure that he got some beautiful backlash for that or who knows? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he'd, he would always say 70% of my friends stopped talking to me. Mm. It's just kind of part of the deal. Mm -hmm. If you... Um, if you don't grow up in that world, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel whenever you align with the truth that is yours, some people, if it's a strong truth, if you are fully in it and fully aligned with it, naturally people are going to leave. Yeah. And then you find new people. You wind mm -hmm. up in uh, Nicaragua doing all sorts of <laughs> weird things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of the best times of my life. Yeah. That island. <laughs> Tried to move there. The government overturned. It's okay. I I'll remember try again. talking to you about that. I'll try that. again. Yeah. Wasn't meant to be there. One Apparently, day. I was meant to be here doing this with you. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about your practice and your clinic. Yeah. So, uh, my practice, Biomed Health Center, it's here in uh, La Jolla. Uh, me and Dr. Anna Fagan, the wonderful and brilliant Dr. Fagan, um, opened it. And we've been in practice for about four years now. We pride ourselves on really understanding um, true naturopathic medicine, biochemistry, physiology, um, the real root causes of disease. And uh, because of that, we feel like we can treat anything, uh, really complex chronic cases um, by doing foundational, foundational uh, nutritional things. So, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, also we happen to uh, open six months before the pandemic hit. So um, <laughs> as a new business owner, as you might realize right now, um, it's a it's a hectic time. And then to be thrown that curveball, um, we had to adjust pretty quickly, but it, it turned out to be um, one of the biggest learning experiences of my life. And so, yeah, um, that was a uh, that was something that we were very uh, we're very proud of being able to navigate the uh, the pandemic and um, treating uh, treating COVID uh, in the right way. Yeah, and yeah. Honestly, I'm really proud of you guys because that was a really hard time. I remember you working so hard to open up your clinic, which is beautiful and so well put together and your technology and your intentions and everything behind it was there, but you couldn't have predicted that something like this was going to happen. And a lot of new businesses didn't step up in that way. And you started seeing patients who were diagnosed with COVID and you started treating them without fear and just helping them get better. Yeah, I think, um, I think it was two things. <laughs> First of all, both of us um, generally are, are kind of uh, rebellious in nature, and uh, we um, we would I think we would have done the same thing regardless. But also, we were a new business; we had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we can't shut down no. everything. Yeah, we would have we would have uh, failed. Like unfortunately, like so many other businesses did. Mm -hmm. um, so 
yeah, we, um, we thought we uh, were trained very well uh, by mentors like my father, very fortunate again. And um, we had the tools to be able to go ahead and address it. And we grew a following very quickly because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's ironic, but beautiful. Yeah. Kind of yeah. strange how that works. Yeah. Sick people, you know, grow our medicine. Yeah. <laughs> they needed help and you helped them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what were some of the tools that you would use in that? Yeah. So beautiful we, situation? yeah, we realized beautiful. We realized uh, <laughs> very, uh, we realized that early uh, treatment was the key. Um, pretty much the, the, the government, all the agencies out there were saying, isolate yourselves go home until your lips turn blue and then call the hospital if it gets really really bad isolate yourself don't do anything <laughs> um there were no treatments given at the very beginning they were scrambling to try and uh, honestly monopolize on something but mm -hmm. there was nothing at the very beginning and so um they pretty much just told people to go home and wait it out or uh go to the hospital and get put on a ventilator which would be um, the absolute wrong thing to do, as we now know. Mm -hmm. um, but we were doing things like just basic nutrition. Honestly, like everything that we're taught, uh, boosting the immune system with um, vitamins, minerals that support that, um, that trigger receptors to uh, aid and augment uh, immune cell function. So basic things like vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A. Um, we really liked uh, IV therapy during that time mm -hmm. for that reason, able to give high doses. We we're using ozone, which is very antiseptic. We we're doing um, we we're doing IVs in the parking lot yeah, <laughs> outside. Um, and uh, then also uh, one of the cool things we did was a nebulizer. Mm -hmm. So that was a nebulizer uh, is just basically uh, respiratory therapy. You can inhale a uh, aerosolized saline solution we were adding uh, therapeutics like iodine and hydrogen peroxide to that and that proved to um, do a really good job at, at killing the virus actually um, early on and um, yeah uh, that actually that actually went a little viral no pun intended <laughs> But uh, yeah, our, our treatment uh, with the nebulizer did. Yeah, yeah. no, it did. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah, I remember reaching out to Anna about it. I had never used a nebulizer other than in med school. I'd never had anything respiratory until I got COVID. And then my lungs filled up with mucus. Yeah. And I've never felt that before. I'd never had difficulty breathing. I've never coughed up anything yeah. before. It was wild. When this I'm thing is up. nasty. It, it was really nasty. And, and now it's mutated to the point where actually the, the mutations now are very very benign, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I would even say like, you don't have to be scared about this thing anymore. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, it was nasty. And it was unlike anything we've ever seen, which is suspicious. But suspicious. yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was messing people up. Mm -hmm. um, but we found if you treated it early, the, the if like people did much better. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I completely agree that we were trained in our arm of medicine to deal with anything. There's yeah. nothing that I think that we can't treat just because we, it is in our medicine, it's in our, you know, our foundation that the body can heal itself. If yeah. you just give it what it needs and take out what it does not. And nutrition is a huge part of that. I love herbs as do you for stimulating different arms of the immune system and mm -hmm. killing little buggies in ways that drugs can't. And I love that you saw that in real time that people were getting better. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's cool. I mean, Trust the clinicians, you know, and mm -hmm. trust the patients that see these people. Um, you know, um, we're the ones actually in there. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes, you were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And everything they were saying was um, 
as you can see now, they backtracked on everything mm -hmm. and the, the science keeps changing. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, isn't that funny how that's science, you know, can change? I only trust the science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, we, uh, we, we really found our people during that time, so. Yeah. yeah, I could not agree more. And you know, even kind of speaking to earlier that when your dad switched over into the natural realm, how he lost 70% of his humans, but then a whole new flood of humans washed in. What Absolutely. was your experience like that during COVID? Cause I definitely experienced that. Yeah, no, uh, good question. I, um, I think, you know, people aren't stupid, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, I don't blame anyone for um, listening or taking um, taking advice from people who are supposed to be, have our best interests. These are supposedly the leading experts on things out there saying that, mm -hmm. you know, this uh, this new gene therapy that's Dr. out Fauci there. Is brilliant. What do yeah. you Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man, we could go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole here. Yes. Um, the uh, but anyway, they're saying ninety five percent effective. There's people saying you need to get vaccinated. You will not be able to pass this on there is no chance you will be able to transmit um, the virus if you get vaccinated um, when you make claims like that it better hold up or else people are going to notice and mm -hmm. people aren't stupid there will always be people that hold on to that but mm -hmm. at this point i think we can safely say that they don't um, prevent the transmission mm -mm. whatsoever in fact they probably increase the transmission mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and you know what I always found so fascinating with any vaccine, even the flu vaccine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. These viruses mutate. That's what they do. Yeah. And they change genetic expression. And and anything that we are trying to target is based on a very, very, very specific genetic sequence, which encodes a protein that folds in a very unique way. And if that's not happening because of a mutation, whatever you're injecting into the body or taking in the body to target it isn't going to work the same way. So I always thought that. And yeah. personally, I don't ever get the flu shot or I was not vaccinated. I have no yeah. problem saying that on this, but. No, and that like, that's a concept that actually makes a lot of sense to even, <laughs> you know, even the lay, lay people or I just say that as someone who wasn't trained scientifically. Mm -hmm. It's a concept that makes sense. These things mutate. And are we always kind of playing whack-a-mole mm -hmm. and chasing these things and vaccinating for the wrong thing? Mm -hmm. And then what is the consequence of vaccinating for the wrong thing? Mm -hmm. There's a lot. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of theories that are really well known. Um, that um, it's not even in it's not even in the um, anti-vax world. These are theories just known in the scientific community mm -hmm. that explain all this stuff. There's plenty of research out there. Um, the fact that, like you said, um, vi um, viruses mutate. Um, if you are um, vaccinating for something that is not the current strain that's out there right now. There's something called immune escape mm -hmm. and your immune cells um, are targeting the uh, agent that was injected. Um, they are not able to pick up on the new strain that you have come into contact with and you become pretty much a super spreader at that point because you are very contagious. Um, there's also a concept called original antigenic sin. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like original it. antigenic sin. And so <laughs> the idea is that um, the idea is that the very first time that you come into contact with a pathogen, it lays a imprint, a lasting imprint. And that's the 
um, the most robust immune imprint that you will ever have. And so the point is you come into contact with the flu and you have this robust immune response. It picks up everything that this new agent to your system has, and it creates an immune response in memory cells that will remember that signature. As mutations happen, you're able to fine tune because you already have that original immune response, right? Um, so any new mutation, you're able to finally adjust. The original response is already there. That takes care of most of it. And then there's less effort to adjust to the mutations. When you're vaccinating, you're only vaccinating with maybe five proteins, maybe one, like a spike protein, um, when the pathogen itself is composed of thousands of molecules. Mm -hmm. So you don't build a response to any of that. That original antigenic sin is only to those five proteins or that one protein. And so you're never, ever going to be able to catch up to any mutation. Mm. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool stuff. It is really cool. And it makes yeah. sense just from an intuitive standpoint, because your mm -hmm. body is so smart. Yeah. And it, we were adapted to come face to face with different things in our environment and different organisms and our immune system evolved with this mutation and mm -hmm. with knowing that it is highly complex. And science, yeah, it's trying its damn best, but it, it cannot compete with the wisdom of the body. No, I get, yeah, and I get why people are trying to do it. Of course. It's just misguided. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say there's reason to believe like, we could have had herd immunity to this thing if we got, um, if we all uh, contracted it naturally, um, but we didn't. And that's why herd immunity doesn't exist mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, what you're saying about, um, you know, the community out there, I get trying to find a, find a cure for things. It makes sense. I hope that we can get there one day, but um, I think it's... Uh, I think it's also really important to just know what we don't know and mm -hmm. what we're not capable of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And know that we have a lot of tools and that our body was very well designed and we actually can do a lot on our own. Yeah. 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 Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many different wormholes that we could go down on this conversation, which is Certainly. really fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but something that I wanted to touch on a little bit was how this impacted your community of friends, of family, because I'm assuming that your dad was mm -hmm. on the same wavelength that you were. I oh, absolutely. He was diving yeah, yeah. into it. He was treating patients. I remember they even wrote up a paper of sorts, right? With treatment guidelines absolutely. that I have downloaded on my computer so, that I used. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. They were actually, they're, they're a huge clinic. Mm -hmm. uh, we are um, modeling ourselves after them, but they, uh, they have a big following. They had a big, um, they had a, uh, a blog that was very popular. And when they started putting out uh, information on the, on their treatments and even, um, patient testimonials where they weren't saying anything they were just letting patients talk mm -hmm. uh the ftc uh got it uh, got a hold of that and, and told them they had to uh take everything down or else they would <laughs> shut down their business and so um they were pretty much shut down from promoting anything um because they talked about things like vitamin c and vitamin d which uh fauci has come out and says he actually does take um so that's one uh, one way that we were affected as a medical community is we were silenced. Yeah. We weren't able to say anything unless you were too small for anyone to care about. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you know? And so, um, yeah, that was, now we're getting into things like, this is bigger than just mm-hmm. um, health. And um, it's part of, uh, it. well, I guess it gives us reason to believe that we should be, um, always be looking out for the next thing, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I mean, let's see what comes out of my mouth in this next statement. But I chose during that time, I was going through the most traumatic period of my life independent of COVID. I was going through a relationship that was ending. Mm -hmm. I had a stalker. I had all these things that were threatening my precious little nervous system. So for me to even tap into the consciousness of the fear that was going on in the world, I I didn't have the capacity. So I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to talk about it. Um, If people would want to ask my opinion on it, I didn't even want to talk about it. I didn't have truly the capability to dive into it and in living under a rock during that time i feel like it gave me a superpower to then when i did pop back into that consciousness to be like this makes no sense Mm. this does not make any sense i'm not following but the people that were kind of given little nibbles of the narrative throughout the way they were just following the trail that was laid out for them so i'm grateful that i was under my rock but also because i was under my rock Um, I couldn't find a reason to wear a cloth mask in which anything could get through those little tiny um, holes, anything at all. So it didn't make sense to me that a very, very, very small virus could not. (laughs) I saw no reason to isolate myself. I needed humans more than ever. I was so lonely. I couldn't isolate. Um, My community wanted to shut down. You know, yoga studios were shut down. X, Y, and Z was shut down. All the tools that I had to find stability during that time were not available. I remember I even went to the beach one time by myself and I was just sitting on a rock and a fucking helicopter went above me and told me I had to leave and I couldn't believe it. But it was just such a strange time to be alive. And again, when I peep my head out under the rock, I'm like, this isn't what we're being told it is. This is not at all. Yeah. Uh, Listen, like, I think I think some sort of healthy detachment is good for us. Yes. It keeps us st- sane. Um, and uh, that's something that is always a fine line with managing my patients, you know, um, making sure um, we're not uh, promoting fear mm-hmm. in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we don't want that to happen again. We can't just pretend like, okay, everything's back to normal mm-hmm. and like we can just ignore that. No, the um, government signed a paper. It's done yeah. forever. We don't have to think about it ever Yeah, again. I mean, um, <laughs> man, that's, yeah, this should, now Now we should, we should be talking about it more that we can. Yes. Yeah, I think we can. There are lawsuits going on right now. Like, um, I think our, our free speech is important to exercise yes. right now. Yes. And how insane is it that just for saying things like vitamin C and vitamin D, you got silenced? Yeah. That alone is deeply concerning. Yeah. Because it's not like you were screaming or your dad or whoever was screaming from the foothills, don't get vaccinated or you're going to die. Don't do this or else this is going to happen. You were just saying, this is how you can support your immune system. But shut her on down. Right. Right. No. And that's what we try and do also is focus on the things that we know work. Mm -hmm. We know are... Um, natural and they're they're risk free and um, yeah we we focus on those we don't get I don't like to get tied up into these crazy conspiracy theories although you know it's fun to hear about them every once in a while but um, I'm not like saying that uh, everything's gonna burn down or that uh, you know you're gonna contract or there's like um, microchips or parasites in any of these vials that you're taking you know, take care of yourself. There's there's options out there for you and you don't have to listen and fall in line with the status quo. Yeah. Which, I mean, 
everything's just a business. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. think about it like that. Everything is just a business. Yeah. I'm happy that you said that. And it's so, what's the word, disgusting to me that a lot of business is built on the basis of fear and taking advantage of people's energy and their faith and their trust in their own bodies. So that was something that I would always try to instill in my patients that you are safe. Your body knows what to do. We have tools. We're just going to support your immune system like we would for any other virus. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, what we do is empowering people, you know, and um, it's in, in all of life. You know? Yes. Yeah, all of life. It translates. It does. Absolutely. You can fill in the blank with any condition that, you know, yeah. maybe someone has been told it's incurable. You can only do this. There's no other option. Absolutely. It's, it's not true. It's, it all falls under the same umbrella mm -hmm. is what we're trying to get people to do. Yeah. Take control for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Naturopathic medicine. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's... Uh, it's kind of the, the fear um, is a very powerful marketing tool and it's it's exemplified in the fact that um, you can't sue these mm -hmm. companies. Um, you're not as a just a, a normal um, average person out there. If you have a reaction to a vaccine, there is no way that you can sue a vaccine company for that. It's written into law. And um, also, you know, the emergency use authorizations that went out there um they fast track things that were not possible and um this all just shows the power of fear and money yeah, yeah. i was hoping yeah. you were gonna say money yeah. yeah money can buy you anything yeah absolutely really mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and because but you know we're already talking about everything why not talk about it have you seen in your practice anyone that has had negative side effects from being vaccinated Absolutely. What have you seen? Yes. Um, so all sorts of inflammatory things. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you can you can have a multi multiple different outcomes from this technology, and it all has to do with the inflammatory response. Um, honestly, it's kind of what we were already overloaded with to begin with, and then you add this on top of uh, the rest of the soup that's out there. Um, and, uh, it just, uh, um, uh, augments all of that, but we've seen, um, we've seen it, um, really affect the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so mood, um, brain fog, just little, uh, things that might seem uh, innocuous there, but also we've seen, um, things like, uh, neuropathies, uh, partial paralysis, um, really nasty things like that. Um, the correlation with um, heart tissue, absolutely, we've mm -hmm. seen that. Uh, heart abnormalities, um, athletes, very young, healthy athletes, um, noticing a, a, a change in their um, endurance and their, their function, and then also, you know, having um, attacks where um, they're having extreme palpitations and um, needing to go to the hospital for that kind of stuff. Of course, the, the connection, uh, it, it's never associated with that, but um, I would say um, we've seen an increase mm -hmm. in things like that. Absolutely. Now, also, we're lucky because a lot, like there's a good majority, uh, a good portion of our patients who uh, decided not to get vaccinated and so power to them. Um, but um, yeah, we've, we've absolutely seen side effects. We've, uh, I mean, 
I think deaths could have absolutely been prevented even in my world too with mm-hmm. um, with the proper treatment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Beautifully said. <laughs> and I think that, you know, just as clinicians, even though we were early in our medical careers and opening up our practice, but there was a very clear shift in things that even as student clinicians, we weren't seeing in the frequency that we were. And even as a clinician, I had to get in the habit of saying, what went on a week before this, two weeks before this. And so many people that I was working with didn't even think that a week before that, a month before that they were vaccinated. And that's when all these things Mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. And that's why timeline is so important. That's why I go into timeline with every single one of my patients, because even if we're not talking about this situation, what were you exposed to before this happened? What stressors were going on in your life before this happened? Did Mm -hmm. you travel? Did you get food poisoning? What was Mm -hmm. going on? Well, Ed, like, yeah, like, like you're saying, like, everyone to begin with is polluted infected and stressed out and so you add this on top of that and um yeah you can kind of see it maybe trigger this perfect storm Mm -hmm. um the uh the timeline's kind of interesting because there were no studies on that showed um how long it would stay in the system Mm -hmm. um originally they said um it would just stay localized in the arm uh i don't know why they why would said they say that, that as a vaccine? <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know why your, they your bicep is going to be immune yeah but this uh yeah, yeah but the <laughs> i mean we found spike protein everywhere yeah. the, the the technology and the uh the technology in this nanoparticle that they put this lipid nanoparticle is is supposed to be for chemotherapy so it's supposed to get everywhere mm-hmm. and so you can um we find it in the brain, which I mean, you don't want spike protein in your brain. That's that's a horrible recipe. I don't want anything in my brain. No, no, no. And so we're we're putting it there. We're making it able to be possible. Um, but yeah, the um, the things that uh, the things that weren't said are are troubling, I guess. Yeah, I agree. And I'm grateful that you're willing to talk about all this stuff because it's important and that's truly what this whole podcast is about talking about things that other people don't talk about so yeah in my practice I saw a lot of hair loss I saw a lot of changes in menstrual cycles Mm -hmm. excessive bleeding just where they're bleeding for months on end without any sign of stopping so then because of that a lot of anemia a lot of fatigue a lot of just you know if you don't have iron you can't make dopamine so then mm-hmm. that would flow into lovely mental health things um i saw just a lot of inflammation too a lot of joint pain um different things showing up in joints as far as you know tendon contractures or weak ligaments and things it was very interesting um and I also had a mix of individuals that were either vaccinated or not vaccinated. And I would always empower my patients say what I am here to support you. I'm here to tell you the benefits of it. I am here to tell you the risks of it. And I'm here to tell you what we would be able to do to support you. And it's up to you because what I was seeing a lot of was that so many of my patients were getting into these really dark holes of existence because they were so scared. Mm-hmm. And I said, would this help you not be so scared, but this help you interact with the world again, to get out of your house, to see your family. Ugh. We should talk about that. Yeah. We should talk about how this showed up in families. And you might be unique in the sense that your dad was on board. Yeah. In the same mindset that you were. My family was not. Yeah. But do you have any fun stories in that regard? Um, I guess, you know, it was more so with friends. Mm. Yeah. I lost friends over this over this time period. Mm-hmm. Um and um yeah, I know I know 
for example, with you or with uh, some of my patients, um, it was much more difficult emotionally because it was on the family level. Um, daughters, you know, uh, moms, you know, all across the board. I, I had a patient who whose daughter wasn't um, wasn't allowing her to see her grandkids. Yeah. yeah so things like that. Um, yeah, that's just devastating. And it's uh, it's one that's a detriment to your health alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Connection, uh, emotional well-being, um, chemically, what that does, being able to produce neurotransmitters and hormones. And um, yeah, we can talk about it scientifically, but I don't think we need to. Yeah. I mean, it's necessary. You need to see people that you love and you care about and have a sense of community. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, percent and you know just feel involved and loved and safe yeah like, speaking of not feeling safe you're yeah. isolated and then your family turns against you yeah just gonna turn your sweet little nervous system and your immune system horrible. right against you horrible yeah. if it's by design it's a really good design so yeah yeah it's yeah a great design yeah yeah um my dad and here i go going into my entire family history my dad chose not to be vaccinated he is from a very how do I describe his family? They're from New Jersey. Okay, so just imagine everything that you would see from a typical, like every bad quality of someone from New Jersey is in that family. Like they are loud, they're uh-huh. outgoing, they are violent, they will stir the pot. Okay. And my dad chose not to get vaccinated. That was his choice. My grandmother did, all of my uncles did. My dad was the caretaker of my grandmother at this time. Um, he was not allowed to be her caretaker, so he was kicked out of the house. Um, and because of that, she had someone, just like an aide, taking care of her. Her dementia really exacerbated during that time because she was being taken care of by a stranger. I went home to visit. I It was in the heart of everything when I went home to visit, where no one was being near each other, where family wasn't touching each other, where people were going to the fucking grocery store in like hazmat suits. That's when I went home to visit in mm-hmm. New Jersey. And um, my uncle wouldn't let me in the house. He would not let me in the house. My grandmother is in her 90s. It's... Every time I see her, I prep myself that this might be the last time you're going to see her because, you know, she's getting old. She's doing a damn good job as this old Jewish firecracker, but she's she's getting up there. So I would not take that for an answer. And I went inside. I went on inside. I sat six feet away from her. I didn't even hug her. I did everything that my uncle said I should do. He got in my face. He got in my face. I'm like, are you sure you want to be this close to a super spreader? That's sarcastic. Yeah. Um, he got in my face and he actually physically assaulted me. And I've never been assaulted by a man before. Needless to say, my uncle, that is twice my size. And you know the thing that got him away from me? This is like one of my proudest moments. He had me up against a wall, literally screaming in my face, saying, you're going to kill grandma. Your medicine is fake. You are irresponsible. You are all of these things screaming in my face. I opened my mouth and I coughed on him. Oh, so I, disrespectful. I know. I didn't know what else to do, though. Like, yeah, what was I going to do? Like, kick him yeah. in the balls? I mean, I could have, yeah. but he's still way stronger than me. My sweet little grandma's just staring at me on the chair being like, what's happening? All googly-eyed because she's like half here, half not. And I was like, Dad, because my dad was in the other room, and my dad had truly gotten in a physical altercation with my uncle the week before for a similar reason, so he couldn't. He's like, I can't come in the room. I'm going to kill him. So he didn't do that, and little did I know that my cough was that powerful, that this saliva was right. so powerful yeah. that that would be the thing to get him away. But that was honestly one of the most traumatic things that has ever happened to me. Oh, my gosh. I will never speak to him again, in yeah. fact. um, but I know that I'm far from the only person that has had a story like that. I mean, not everyone has a crazy family from New Jersey. I mean, I'm the product of that. I am also crazy in the best possible way. But those situations are not okay mm-hmm. at all. And 
Um, I will never act like it was okay. And last time I went home, went right in the house, nothing changed. I was still not vaccinated. He is, no big deal. Went in the house and he just tried to talk to me as if nothing happened. I was like, sir. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. No. Nope. That bridge has been burned. It's been so burned. You can't build it back. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the, I think that's the response, obviously, that, um, Maybe that's not what's intended by all this messaging, but they're definitely taking advantage of the heightened emotions of, you know, fear. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's all part of the messaging, and that's what it drove us to as a country. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, like, that's why I do, when I, when, when I talk about the bad things in the world, I do try to explain them from a very scientific yeah. point of view. To be like, okay, I'm not like saying I hate you or your view. No. It's just like, this is why I think this way. Yeah. And um, yeah, at sometimes uh, it's easy to get caught up in all that negativity yourself. So I think it's also good to focus, you know, lead by example and show, um, look, you're still here. You're still thriving. Grandma's still here. Yes. Like, <laughs> Grandma's still here. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, people, uh, people will see that. Yeah. And I yeah. think that was the most devastating part to me is that I was always trying to approach it with respect, yeah. with full openness for whatever someone thought was best for them and their family. But my viewpoint wasn't respected and what I thought was best for my body wasn't respected. In your physical space. During this time. Yeah. And someone was like, I just need to ask you why you weren't vaccinated. And it became this whole fucking thing like dating apps. It said vaccinated or will be vaccinated soon. And I'm like, why does this even matter? Can't yeah. someone just do what they need to for their health and not yeah. have it be a label that is across their forehead yeah. with the sticker on their profile? Can it just be something of health? Like it was a joke at that time where when people would ask me that every single time in my head, I wanted to be like, were you circumcised? Like just not even answer. Just like, were you circumcised? Yeah. And they'd be like, well, what just does that have to personal. do with it? And I'd be like, what does this have to do with it? Yeah. It's my personal fucking health information, bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a changed world. It changed the world. It did. Yeah. But yeah, health information used to be something that only you and your doctor would discuss together. It didn't like overflow into social structures and, you know, politics, mm -hmm. but yeah, here we are. Here we are. But also I do want to focus on things that like treatments yes. or, um, you know, just the, all the things that naturopathic medicine does have to offer mm -hmm. as well. Um, because like I said, um, I don't want it to all be, you know, doom and gloom and things are bad. Like, um, there's a lot you can do, even if you've been vaccinated, you know, you can, it's okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You just need to understand your body and start putting the effort into, um, I guess, uh, understanding your own owner's manual, mm -hmm. so to speak. And, uh, yeah, then anything is possible through there. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Really, with any health condition, you could fill in the blank, you have to take responsibility for your role in it. Yeah. And I think that conventional medicine at large almost makes it easy in that, oh, you could do whatever you want. You could eat whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You can smoke. You can drink every day. Mm -hmm. Don't even work out. Doesn't matter because you could take this pill. Right. It's all going to be fine. But for us, we're like, oh, no. That's because backwards. Because the terrain theory. And yeah. I know that you're big on that. And so is our medicine in that. Things can only take hold in a body in which the environment is allowing it to take hold. Mm -hmm. So if you switch the environment, your health will completely transform. And that's the angle that we like to approach things from. Absolutely. Yeah. A, bit, uh, a drug is not going to switch the terrain. Mm -mm. No. Um, the, pro the, the reason why you got to this 
um, sick state is not because of a drug deficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because of there's foundational things that we need to work on. And um, to be honest, it's fairly simple. It is. Yeah, <laughs> the template, um, you know, uh, eat well, make sure you're active. Um, get your, you know, if you need to boost up nutrition, there's fo- some foundational things. Fix the gut, you know, fix, uh, make sure your mitochondria are happy, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, use ozone. <laughs> use ozone. Yeah, no, but there's uh, there's foundational things that I think uh, actually uh, what makes this medicine super interesting is that you can work on these foundational things and see an Im- improvement in almost every single one of your patients then you can get into the nitty-gritty if things persist um but um it's really not hard yeah i don't think you know i don't think it's hard either yeah but i remember if i was 17 year old ashley moving to california living on fast food and dr pepper and yeah i I exercised that was about it um but i think it takes a lot of courage Mm-hmm. to actually take care of yourself in this day and age because you have to do things differently. There has to be a little bit more effort. And then there is almost this oh fuck moment of how fucked everything is, of how poisonous yeah. or just how, you know, not in alignment a lot of our human structures are with health. So mm-hmm. for me, I remember when that whole transition was happening and here in California, I mean, you're not from here either. We're, we're in a bubble. Yeah. We are in a bubble of people that actually invest in their health, invest in their mental health, invest in their well-being, where even when I go home, that's not the case to the East Coast. So yeah. it is simple. It definitely is. But you have to actually put the effort forth. Yeah, the, that switch. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having that light bulb or putting the value into it all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then being the person in a social situation that's not drinking or being the person in a social situation yeah. who is, you know, not eating the certain thing and you have to have confidence that what you're doing is for you and it's rooted in love, not in fear. Yeah. So that you can show up to that situation with confidence and not feeling like you're being ostracized because I know that can happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's complex. Our health, uh, I mean, it's what we've been talking about this whole time. Our health is really dependent on this, you know, who you surround yourself with and Mm -hmm. who, who, um, what pressures are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's multiple battles that we're fighting here. Yeah. It's funny on the flip side, there's also people who, um, who are so invested in their health and looking to be the best and, uh, they just have no filter. Yeah. And uh, the simple, um, concept comes into play there where it's like, you know, just take a step back and focus on, you know, the really important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And let yourself be a human. Yeah. Because our human physiology is incredible and it was designed to deal with a lot. Absolutely. So the stress of being so perfect all the time can be a hindrance to your healing as well. Yeah, absolutely. So all different angles, but um, yeah, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> yeah. love it. And we're still working on it ourselves too. Of we're course. not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Far from perfect. Yeah. I will never pretend that I am perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a bad goal to have. It is a bad goal to have. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember when I first started this journey, I wanted to be perfect. I'm very type A. Yeah, so um, I can relate. Yeah, but that was not healthy either. Yeah. Yeah, I love when my patients are like, what do you eat? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll tell you what I eat. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I think everyone, like, uh, well, most of us in the field have tried a lot of these things on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Everything that you might have heard of maybe to a detriment to ourselves Mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah. 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 
And that's how we're able to guide, right? Yeah. I know what it was like to be a vegan. I there know what it was like yeah, to be a pescatarian. Exactly. I know what yeah. it was like to eat like only meat. I know what it was like to work out high intensity every day. I know what it's like to not Yeah. to meet people where they're at. And every body is different too, which I think is one of the best parts about our medicine is that mm -hmm. we can meet people where they're at, actually do individualized things and support them because one person's medicine is not everyone's, which is also why I love our medicine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it fun. It makes it personal. And um, yeah, you can set um, having a, a, it goes back to that ownership. It's true ownership. It's not dependent on anyone's protocol or anyone's um, template that they put you into. It's really yours. And you can you can go and run with that afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> well, my sweet friend. We could have gone down so many wormholes, but oh, I think it. that we went down. Well, it doesn't have to be. No, 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 no. it's not necessary. That went by quick. No, I, was I don't even know what surprise. day or time or yeah, yeah. what universe we are in, but we are not done because this is your opportunity, my friend, <laughs> to share a love bomb, a truth bomb, a knowledge bomb related to this topic or related to anything that is near and dear to your heart that you want to share with my incredible listeners. Okay. I'll look into the camera here. Okay. So um, a quote that I really like to share with patients um, is that no one will have a higher respect for you if you accept for yourself a lower worldview. And I think what that means is if you allow the expectations for your health um, to be lowered or just in life in general, the expectations for life to be lowered by whatever pressures are out there, um, whatever everyone else is seemingly telling you, they're not going to respect you for that. It's not going to be um, a positive. And even if, um, even if there is some sort of, suppose, uh, social gain or uh, release of pressure from that, um, it doesn't really matter because it's not about you and what you're doing for yourself. And so I just tell people, raise your expectations, um, put in the work, understand your body. It's incredibly well designed. And uh, if you understand it, you can overcome anything. It's worth the work because you're worth it. Yes, I love that. And it's fun that this whole podcast, regardless of who my guest is, we always have this underlying current of authenticity and just choosing yourself and trusting yourself and falling in love with your body. And I think that our conversation really highlights the power of our immune system, the power of being just a human in this world and trusting that you know what's best for your body more than anyone else. And even going back to the fear versus trust, you know, those are influencing different neurological pathways that ultimately either turn on or turn off your immune system. So if you could shift out of a place of fear, if you could turn off the news and stop trusting anyone that makes money off of any of your choices, then you can shift your immune system into this place of trust, into this place of autonomy, where you are choosing what is best for you moment to moment, where you're in aligned with it, and then your body can show you what it's capable of. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Well, doctoring. 
I am so grateful for you, for your role in the community, for your friendship, for your brilliance, and for your desire to share this information. Because when I started this podcast, I wasn't sure if this was going to be a topic that I was going to cover, but it's something that is so important and something that I'm passionate about empowering my listeners through. And I would not talk about this with anyone else other than you. So thanks for being this person. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. You're so welcome. Yep. We'll have you back. All right. Awesome. Thanks, friends. I love it, 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 love it,